0: You're listening to the Sunday Messages Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church.
1: Good morning, everybody. It is good, like Joel said, to be together. That rain is a little humid, but it is bringing the nutrients that our drought land needs. And I believe also that God is giving us a fresh blessing here this morning as we gather as we lift up our voices hear from the word and you may be wondering four seats in a tv screen what is going on that in just a second i first want to welcome anybody that is new my name is jose and i have the honor of serving as the lead pastor and here we are a church family called cypress creek church that are a group of imperfect people who are all on a journey to follow the only perfect savior and that's jesus so i'm glad that you are visiting, and I hope you feel welcome wherever you are in your faith journey. We are a church family, and we have some very exciting family business to talk about this morning. I told you last week that our elders or overseers are going to join me here in just a bit to give you an update and an opportunity and invite you into what God is doing. And so our elders or overseers are here. Please help me. Welcome, Paul, Bob, and Pax up to the stage. We got four seats. We got this TV here. And uh, again, it's been an exciting couple of years where we've been praying. We've been discussing what we're about to unfold to you uh, today. And so before I go any further, let me pray and dedicate this time to God, and then I'll kick it off. To Bob. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for a beautiful morning. We thank you for the rain. We thank you, Lord, for this day that you have made. We rejoice and we are glad because it is your day. And so I thank you, Lord, for this time that we as overseers get to share uh, this that you have put on our hearts for so long that we now get to share to our church family. So we do this, uh, it's from you, God, and it is also for you. And so we say all of this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, Bob, take it away. Good Good morning. Good morning. Good morning.
0: Good morning, and uh, thank you for being here. Uh, First off, I would just like to say a word of appreciation. I have appreciated uh, serving on this board, this elder board, overseer board, whatever you want to call it. Uh, The opportunity is both humbling and inspiring, and uh, I think what we have for you today will hopefully be exciting. Um, Also, I want to thank the church staff. And uh, we have a round of applause for the church yeah. today? They, they work tirelessly. And uh, as you might imagine, uh, having three services, it's been uh, a bit of a stretch. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they've done it with a great attitude. Uh, I'd also like to thank you, though. Uh, I'd like to thank you for your presence. I'd like to thank you for your time here I'd like to thank you for your devotion to Cypress Creek Church and your generosity. Um, we are doing life together here and uh, it's, it's just inspiring to see everyone participating and, um, and seeing what God's doing here. Um, we've seen incredible growth over the past few years. Um, since 2021, we've seen, seen a 90% increase in attendance. (laughs) This year alone, we have seen 109
1: baptisms.
0: Now compare that to 2021 when we had 12. Mm -hmm. Um, We have seen a 42% growth in community groups. And uh, you guys are doing life together. Uh, Whether it's a new community group or a multiplying community group, um, it's just uh, incredible to see what God is doing through these groups. Um, Our dedication to supporting missions has increased substantially in this coming budget. Uh, We typically would do 4%. This year we will be doing 10% of our budget, going outside the walls of Cypress Creek Church to spread the gospel all over the world and locally, so uh, uh, that amounts to nearly $190,000 going to missions around the world and also in the counties surrounding us. Um, over the past 30 years, uh, we've seen God's hand on Cypress Creek Church. Uh, and we have a history of strong and healthy families that have been growing here. Uh, And we want to see that continue. So, uh, we saw a need. The overseers studied the issue extensively for the past couple of years, and we see a a real need for additional space. Uh, If you have children here or grandchildren here, uh, you probably know that our current facilities um, aren't quite adequate to hold everybody. Uh, The number of kids attending weekly here in the past couple of years has grown by 89%. Uh, So there are classes beating all over the place, including out of the building. Um, And if you're one of the ones that are parking in the grass with the chiggers, uh, you've probably noticed that we could use some additional parking space as well. So as a result, uh, the overseers have spent a lot of time and a lot of prayer uh, preparing for today. And uh, that's why we wanted to talk with you now. Okay.
2: Thank you, Bob. Uh, you can tell the old school guys have notes versus the computers <laughs> over here. So uh, Jose had wanted me to speak today to stewardship as it was involved in this process here in And so I'm gonna do that. And let me just start by saying, thank you for your stewardship, Mm -hmm. Uh, but for your generosity uh, and your faithfulness, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. So thank you for that. And as you might well imagine, um, as overseers, we take our responsibility uh, as being stewards of God's resources here, uh, very, very seriously. And, And consequently, before we even started down the path of exploring new buildings and 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 things like that we wanted to do a very thorough evaluation of what we have i mean because part of being a good steward is taking care of what you have first and so we did a pretty thorough analysis of what our existing uh, resources were what our existing facilities were so that we can capitalize before we move forward with new buildings and we capitalize Uh, on what we have. And and so, with that thought in mind, uh, you've probably seen some of the things that we've done over the course of the last 18 months or so. Um, First and foremost, Bob alluded to, it was that we went from two services to three. Uh, It was critical, guys, because of the statistics that Bob shared with you, we were busting at the seams. This is a good problem, this is what we wanna have as a church body, Um, but we needed to create some space um, obviously, the new buildings aren't there right now, so the idea of going from two to three services became something that was a necessity. Uh, and it's a time to shout out, if you will, to our staff and to the volunteers. Thank you, mm. because we, we made that process. We transitioned to three services kind of seamlessly, and it was done with a joyful attitude, so it didn't go unnoticed. And so uh, thank you for that. It, it made a huge difference. The other thing that we did was try to take a look at our existing square footages and, and make sure that we uh, prioritize that we uh, tried to maximize what efficiency and utility out of those spaces that we could. And a big shout out goes to Scarlett and her team here in uh, the kids, because, and they did, look. What they did over there by, uh, you know, we uh, <laughs> assigning spaces and classrooms and everything else is nothing short of miraculous. That's right. But it served its purpose. It bought us time, and that's kind of what we're we're playing for here. So those changes, the other ones that are obvious to you or should have been obvious, I hope they're obvious to you, uh, was the restrooms. Um, Can I get a big amen Amen. for that? Yeah. Yeah. Long, long overdue. It was an essential improvement to our existing facilities that we needed to make, that, so it was a high that, That's
1: the women's restroom, men, yeah, it's not, yeah. ours is not that nice, okay? Yeah, We're yeah. just going to have to get over okay. that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Sorry to interrupt. You know, that's okay. I've been through this before, and the men's restroom, <laughs> out of necessity, is smaller. It doesn't matter. We can do fine for the women. This was a requirement, so we know that story and we're okay with it. A shout out there also to Christina Stover. She volunteered her time and her expertise as an interior decorator to create what I think is a beautiful uh, enhancement to our existing uh, facilities here. Uh, Beyond the restrooms, you may have noticed we added new pathways to kind of help the pedestrian flow in and around the campus here. It also was a nice aesthetic feature, enhancement to, uh, to our campus. Uh, we resealed the existing parking lot and, 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 and restriped it. That's taking care of the things that we have. Those things increase longevity. It, again, it makes us good stewards uh, for those types of things. And the other thing, and this is very exciting, and this just hit the radar in the last two or three weeks, um, we had the opportunity to acquire the two lots adjacent to our parking lot Um, out here. And we've had our eye on those lots for years as overseers. Uh, They could serve kind of a really strategic um, uh, opportunity for us. And so uh, just as Providence would have it it, uh, two, three weeks ago, it hit our radar. There was an opportunity to get them. And so we did. We're under contract right now. We should close here in the next week or two. And we're really excited about it because it allows us to do several things. First and foremost is to create a new ingress, egress into our parking area off of the cul-de-sac on the street that's at the end of those lots over there. And as most of you have seen, we've got some choke points, some real congestion issues with our parking, particularly at the, at the 10 o'clock service. So it's going to create some really uh, nice enhanced flow uh, uh, features of our parking. In addition to that, it, as you can imagine, we, it, we didn't know ultimately what might be developed on those two lots. And so it, it had the potential to kind of compromise the aesthetics and the integrity of our campus here, so we solved that issue. Uh, those fields are laid out perfectly for recreation, so for our kids and our youth, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a wonderful recreation opportunity, which around Wimberley, there, you know, we need more of that. Uh, And in the future as we continue to grow we we have the the ability there to expand and create new parking as well So it was a tremendous opportunity for us. We jumped at the chance And so we did that but those are just examples of what we did with what we had We're trying to maximize everything that we have right now before we move forward with the recommendations that we were going to talk to you about and so uh, We've done that Uh, so with that thought, of, and by the way, all of that was done without incurring any debt. So, the acquisition of the lots, the improvements of the restrooms, the pathways, everything was without, uh, without incurring any debt. And beyond that, as stewards of God's resources, have begun to set aside, if you will, buffers for our operating budget, in addition to some seed money for the project that we're going to talk to you about. And speaking of the project, I'm gonna let Jose tell you about the
1: vision that we have. Did you notice that he said that he had his notes? He didn't look at your notes a single time. Just yeah, wanted you to. I have the security of the notes in yeah, my hand. Me, okay. me too. So I know you're itching to hear, okay, what are we building? What is the plan? We have talked about what God has done. I want to talk about the purpose. Why why are we even moving forward? At the beginning of this year, 2023, we kicked off 30 years as a church family, 30 years celebrating four priorities that we are going to double down in the future, and it's really important for us to remember and recognize those four priorities. The first one is transform lives. That's why we're alive as a church family, to see lives changed by the gospel of Jesus and for his glory, and we've seen that this year with these incredible baptisms, changed lives outside there and in creeks and rivers and pools all around our community, and so it's been amazing. The second thing is that we're going to double down on our priority of being a small group church. We have community groups. Those are groups doing life with one another. Again, we have 51 of those groups that meet all throughout many cities, various counties. The third priority is missions, being outward focused. It's not about just meeting the needs and doing all these wonderful things, although we're doing them. We're focused to serve the needs outside of the walls, and you see that in our missions giving. We also have uh, received six of our global ministry partners this year. You've gotten to see them through this year, and we sent two teams this summer. Hopefully, we double that next summer. So that is our commitment to being uh, outside missional and focused outside of the walls. And this fourth one, like Bob said, is building strong and healthy Families, This world is full of messages that is trying to undo what God says a family is, and we as a church family are going to double down and say, no, we believe in the family, in a father and a mother with children and grandchildren. We want to be the church that fosters and cultivates healthy and strong families. And if you're single, you are a part of the church family. If you're in college, you're a part of this church family. We're talking about kids in junior high, in high school, in college. We are committed. We have been, and we will continue to be. And that is what this project is all about. There's an oak tree out there uh, that inspired this verse. There's the oak tree, 43 inches round. Go check it out. You may get a little muddy on your way, but it'll be worth it. And uh, this verse in Isaiah 61.3 says, they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. So the vision behind this project is this, that we would sow. Seeds in future generations so that they can become oaks of righteousness for the display of his splendor. Not so you can say, Look how great that family, that last name is. No, look how great God is because we are his family. We are the people of. God, sitting under that tree, you feel safe because you're covered by the branches and the leaves. You also feel sustained because that tree is firmly rooted, which allows it to continue to grow. And so we're calling this project the Oaks Project. And now here's the very exciting part. We have some renderings. We're talking about a park with some Play courts, this is the existing playground over here. You got the den here. We're having a park that will not only meet the needs of our church family, but be available to the community. With an outdoor theater, you see an additional playground over there. And I think we have another rendering This is the existing den so this is existing and this would all be new that is a new multi-purpose building that will facilitate the needs of our kids our students crosstalk can do things out there it'll have three breakout rooms a large 200 person auditorium that will be the in-between between this room and the room over there did you know that right now in the den We have three classrooms. Uh, We don't have enough classroom space, so three classrooms are meeting in the den right now, and then one classroom is in a foyer, and then Johnny, our student pastor, has to walk our junior high students twice a week across the parking lot to our administrative suites uh, over there in the business South, uh, 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 South, uh, what is it called? South River business lot to administer J High. We need more room, and this allows us to facilitate the needs of our kids, our students, and again, invest in the future generations. Pax, tell us more about these buildings.
3: Gladly, gladly. Well, I do need to read from my notes, so (laughs) here we go. Um, The Oaks Project is not just a new kids' building. Yes, it is a place for our kids, our students, and our young families to gather. On Sunday mornings, on Wednesday evenings and for community groups throughout the week. However, it is also a place that meets a need within the surrounding community, those who may not be part of a church community and may not yet follow Jesus. It is a place for our young families to gather, watch their children play, and share their lives with each other. It is a place for students to meet up and shoot some hoops, throw the ball, or kick it, or just hang out and be goofy. It is a place for folks in many seasons of life, including the pickleball crew. (laughs) The Oaks Project is a place for Cypress Creek Church and a place for the surrounding community. It is a place to share lives and a place to share what our Savior, Jesus Christ, has done in our lives. As I said, the Oaks Project is not just a new kids' building. It includes a park with sports court, an outdoor theater, tables and seating areas for small group gathering, turfed areas for kids to play, additional play equipment, and a public restroom. It also includes a new multi-purpose building, which is in the upper left corner of this image. It's the, um, yep, on the left. Um, This facility is flexible and designed to support kid and student ministry efforts on Sunday morning, throughout the week, and all age special events. With a 200 person gathering space, three breakout classrooms, a warming kitchen, and restrooms. In addition, the Oaks project includes new parking to accommodate Sunday morning, special events, and sport activities. So you can see on this graphic, everything in green is, in, in the gray is area, kind of the footprint of this project, so Mm -hmm. to speak. To get to this point, we have prayed, gathered needs information from staff, gathered needs information from the surrounding community, and prayed more. We have engaged consultants, reviewed and revised design options, Reviewed and revised budgets and prayed even more. And then we reviewed and revised design <laughs> options again. But more is needed. Paul. Yeah, and, uh, Just to emphasize
2: that, what PACS just went through was a culmination of really two, almost three years worth of analysis and design and refinement and as he alluded to, a lot of prayer. Uh, so uh, it, uh, it was pretty thorough in the process we went through. Let's get to the specifics. Uh, the budget, the target budget for the project is five million dollars. Uh, the way that that breaks down is that about two and a half million of that is for the building itself. Uh, there's about a million that's tied up in the park and all of the infrastructure that goes with that. Another million in site work, excavation, uh, and then, about a half million or so that goes into new parking areas that we have um, the projected timeline for breaking ground because we're well along into this process of design, construction drawings, permitting, uh, we anticipate breaking ground on April first of this next year, two thousand twenty four um, and um, we're we're excited about it the um, um, This is why I have the notes, okay. <laughs> Um, we're gonna do this without debt. Mm-hmm. It's our objective to build this without debt. Yeah, we've gotten that response from a lot. Um, it has been our position really throughout this process that we simply trust God's direction, yeah. and we trust his sovereignty. Uh, and so uh, we place that in his hands, and we know that he'll lead us, and he'll lead you as a church body to do uh, what's necessary here. Uh, It's also important for us to let you know that um, that as we move forward with this project, and Bob's going to talk to you about the capital campaign that goes with this, um, but uh, in the event that we were to fall short of the target budget in our capital campaign, then we will make changes and we will uh, redesign and and, if you will, scale this project so that we do not initiate any construction other than that which we have received commitments for. Okay. Again, we're committed to doing this without debt. It, this wasn't, and this was a very healthy discussion that the overseers had internally, because the reality is, given your faithfulness and your good stewardship, that responsibly we could have serviced some debt here. But it was a matter of principle, and I will That's give right. your lead pastor great credit here. He led on this. And he thought it was critical and important, not for just us, but for the church body as an example, to do these things without incurring debt. So uh, we're committed to that. And so to that extent, if if we need to scale this project in some way to conform to a number other than 5 million, we're gonna do that. Bob?
0: So asking for money is never easy (laughs) in any meeting, Uh, uh, but we're confident that God has ordained this plan And as Paul mentioned, uh, we've been going through this, as Pac mentioned, we've prayed over it numerous times. Um, And uh, we feel that uh, we're now ready to ask you to join us in prayerfully considering what you might do to be a part of this. Um, We are looking uh, to do 40 days of prayer beginning today. Uh, That period of time is to give us the opportunity to think about uh, how things can be and what our part wants to be in it, or what you want your part to be in it. Um, And we look forward to uh, commitments by December 10th. Uh, The Oaks Project is over and above our operating budget, obviously. And so uh, we're asking you to consider what you might do over and above what you're already giving uh, to make this a reality. Uh, We're needing to raise the funds over the next two years uh, in order to keep this on track. And uh, I hope you'll take this opportunity to be a part of the next chapter of Cypress Creek Church, to um, uh, be a part of what can be history. Uh, And if you haven't been giving to Cypress Creek Church, I think you'll take this opportunity, uh, I hope you'll take this opportunity to begin giving to Cypress Creek Church uh, as we see this project come to life. So, I'm asking you to stand with me, to stand with the overseers, to stand with the staff and the community group leaders, and let's see what
1: God will do. Amen, on your way out today, you will receive an envelope that includes all this information, that commitment card that will, again, we'll we'll celebrate that December 10th as a church family, and you will also receive a prayer guide that our prayer pastor Rhonda has put together. Help me welcome her up, and she is going to lead us in a time of prayer.
4: Yes, uh, it is an exciting time, guys, and um, if you came expecting a regular message this morning, the message is the kingdom is advancing. That's the message. And uh, I've been so blessed in hearing their heart and the process in this. And what God showed me, like, um, when we first began attending Cyprus 24 years ago, we were in the other building over there, a rental. And we began visiting as they were kicking off their first capital campaign to, to build this, where you are now, this beautiful building. And so um, we jumped right in and we're so blessed to be a part of that. Uh, The realization that, and if we can show it, um, part of the packet you'll receive, I think may have it in there. No, it doesn't, but
1: we have a picture of the...
4: Original plan Mm -hmm. uh, for the build. And it included what these guys are sharing with you right now. That was the dream that was placed on the heart of those early Cyprus members very early on. That was was the dream all along. And so I love how God has just uh, revealed along the way when it's time, when it's time. And so we've gone through two other building campaigns. Yeah, there it is. That was the original. And look, how I mean, it's so similar to what, what we're, we're doing. So it's just very exciting. And I want to say, if you're in a place uh, where even just financially it, you're in a hard place, um, just be at peace. Just mm-hmm. be at peace. This prayer guide, I think, as you enter into it in the next 40 days, um, God will speak to you. There's five points in it. And you can spend 10 minutes in prayer or an hour in prayer over each one. The first one is just thanking him for our own salvation that he called us into the kingdom of God and he rescued us. Number two is thanking him for provision in our life. And that's whether we're in a season of want or wealth that he's faithful and he provides for us and we can feel secure in that. Number three is time just celebrating what God is doing. And I love the numbers that these men shared with us this morning. It's incredible the growth and what God's doing, but one number that cannot be shared until we get to Heaven and see is how many lives have been impacted That's over right. the years That's right. that God has impacted through yeah. Cypress Creek Church. And I'm one of them, Lord. You know, so yeah. uh, I'm so thankful for that. So celebrate that with God and then ask Him to give you a heart uh, for not only this church body, but the surrounding community and and what that legacy is to look like moving forward, how he wants you uh, to pray for it and be a part of it, living and serving here. And then number five is just asking him to help you be a good steward. And what does that look like? And what does it look like related to this project that we're kicking off today? So Lord, I just want to lift this body up to you We are excited. We cannot believe, Lord, how far you have brought this church over the course of this 30, almost 31 years, Lord. Your faithfulness has touched so many, and one day we may get to see that in heaven. We'll see all the lives that were impacted for your kingdom. And your kingdom is advancing, Lord. And so we don't have to, even when we look at the world around us and there's so much going on, so much negative, uh, We can, Father, we can get wrapped up in fearfulness about things or we can say no I'm I'm a son I'm a daughter of the king and you're saying now is the time you've spoken through these overseers who have sought you and sought you and sought you some more and so you have spoken to them and they are saying now is the time and so father help us help us to just rest in that truth to um, just rest in you and just ask you, what is our part? What is our part in the Oaks Project? You are faithful to help us. So we love you, we bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen, amen. Let's give God a hand. Let's give these men a hand. Thank you, gentlemen. You can, you can have a seat. Uh, I wanna just quickly talk about Isaiah 61. I had a a message, I'm gonna do a little bit of it today and we'll continue next, next Sunday. Isaiah 61 is a powerful message. As Rhonda said, you can look around and say, there's a lot going on in this life. Why would we go ahead with this project? Well, it's interesting, again, Isaiah is prophesying in the year 700 BC that Israel is going to go into exile. It's it's bad news, it's a bad time for them. But in the midst of that prophecy where Isaiah is broken, he hears these words, he talks about the coming of Jesus. These words that Isaiah prophesied are the same words that Jesus in Nazareth at a synagogue he opened up the Isaiah scroll. He read these words out loud. And he said, these words have been fulfilled in your hearing because these words talk about the author of life, Jesus, the one who changes lives, the one who establishes community so that we can reach a country and a world. And so I want to read, I read the first, the third verse, they will be called Oaks of Righteousness, but I want to read the first The oil of joy instead of mourning in a garment of praise. Instead of a spirit of despair, they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. These are gospel seeds that have been planted by our God into our hearts. So my question for you, before we go into how much am I going to give and hanging on your wallet on your way out, here's what I want to ask you is what is God growing in your life? What is he growing in you? If he's planted a seed of the gospel in your heart, that seed will grow. And it will do one of these things. The first is this. He will give you good news. He gives good news to the poor. That's not only poor financially, it's poor in spirit. And in Matthew 5, Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. When we come poor and needy, and dependent, saying, God, I'm at my end. He is faithful to show up and give us everything that we need because we may have only a couple dollars in our checking account right now, but if you're a son, a daughter of God, you have an inheritance that will surpass this temporary existence, and you will be living in glory thanks to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The second thing is this. What is he growing? He is healing the brokenhearted. He is binding the The brokenhearted. That is what this gospel seed does in us. It changes our lives by healing our brokenness. This third one is closely tied in. He is declaring freedom for the captives, no longer captivated by sin, no longer being held back by those generational sin patterns of my grandpa and grandma. I have now gospel seeds in my heart that is starting a new. Pattern, that is growing a new generation to run free after Jesus and be who he truly created us to be. And here's the last one. Comfort, joy, and praise. Oil of joy, the garment of praise. Comfort for those that are mourning, for those of us that, that see our life circumstance and we're just sad. He meets us right there in our pain. That is what these gospel seeds do. It's not about money. (laughs) The sowing comes from the growing. So these next 40 days, we're going to talk about growing our faith so that we can sow out of what he is growing into us. And if you're thinking, oh man, here I am. If you're visiting, you're like, oh church, of course we're talking about money. Listen, money is important because how we, Operate our budgets really declares and reveals what's in our heart. It's like a speedometer in our car. And, and, and Jesus talks a lot about that. We'll, we'll talk about that in the next 40 days, but I did not want to go further. I did not want to close this morning without talking about these gospel seeds that I know are in our hearts. Those of us that are believers. Uh, Rob's not here. He's coming to the next gathering, but this is our first capital campaign, I Tag Toe. Acronym for, is this a great time or what? I was uh, six years old, I was still in Mexico. (laughs) And uh, on the back of this is pretty cool. It says, the CCC family is participating in one of history's most extraordinary moments, the harvest of not yet believers before Christ returns. We are preparing a physical home that will hold, equip, and facilitate God's coming harvest to this city. And counting, the reason why I'm emotional reading that is because God knew that I was gonna be a part of that harvest. When I came to Texas State in 2008 and met Jesus through this church family, who else? Who else is out there? It may not be right now, but it'll be in 10, 20, 30, 40 60 70 80 and plus years because this church family will continue to grow because we are about the business of Jesus in seeing him be known in being about the display of his splendor so I want to close by singing the chorus of God's faithfulness as we go from this place let's sing it out loud
3: I've been so, so
1: goodness, God, as long as we have breath in our lungs, because you are worthy. You are worthy of our breath. You're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of our lives. We give all of this to you, Lord. This plan, this Oaks project is not about Cypress Creek Church. It is about the display of your splendor. May your kingdom advance. We offer this project to you, Lord, and say your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I thank you for every person in this room for their circumstance that you see and you know and you care for. May we leave knowing that we are yours. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Amen. I'm going to do a word of benediction. I know today was a little different. I hope that you are excited and encouraged. It is in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 to 21, and it says this, Now, to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us to him. Be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Make sure to grab one of these envelopes on your way out. Creek Church, I'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to the Sunday Messages podcast. You can dive deeper into the Messages Weekly by subscribing to the Conversations podcast, where we dig into the previous Sunday's message, unpacking how we can apply it further in our daily lives. See you again next week.